Hi, I'm Jimmy Navio. So we're here. I wasn't sure if we we're going to do a podcast today. I'm still kind of recovering from this weekend. Uh, it was TwitchCon. And we're going to talk all about it. Pretty much this stream is going to be a recap of our uh, experiences at TwitchCon. I have James28, my trusty companion here with me. We're going to get into it. But first, a couple reminders. This podcast is recorded live on Twitch every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. If you want to come participate, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash Jimmy Navio. Uh, also, don't forget we have a YouTube channel. If you prefer to watch it there, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, this also goes out on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all over the place. We're trying to cover all our bases. If there's something that you would like to consume this podcast on and it's not there, let me know. We can probably make it happen. Also, don't forget we have a new shirt. We have a Hit the Bucket uh, official logo shirt in my merch store. And if you want to reach out to us for any reason, well, if you want to be a guest, you got a topic, you got a video, you got a want us to read something on the podcast, whatever it is, reach out to us. We have an email address at hitthebucketpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to bring on my co-host with the most, my companion at TwitchCon. Pretty much hung out with him and uh, Bollocks almost the entire time. Uh, James kept bailing on us. I'm sure he'll tell us why. He was having his own adventures. But uh, I'm going to bring him on now and we're going to talk all about it. So, hey. Hello there. How's it going, TwitchCon veteran? Oh, I know. (laughs) (sighs) It's like, it's been what? It's, It's Wednesday. It's been three days and it's like i already want to go back next year i know i was already thinking like what i would do different next time mm-hmm. for sure there's there's so much to do and there's like stuff that i was like this time i kind of wanted to just kind of see everything and experience like oh okay this is what this is this is what that is and kind of get a little experience with everything mm-hmm. sorry one second Ah, yeah, like, I feel like I didn't do enough. Like, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, I felt like it wasn't enough time. Like the con itself, I was like, oh, that, that was easy. You went around, it took, it took like two hours to really experience everything at the con, like the boots and stuff. But it's like, just walking around, I was seeing so many people that it's like, I know you. Hey, let's get a photo. And then I was, it was just the entire experience is so much fun. Yeah, I randomly walked by uh, Pay Money Wubby. You know who that is? I don't. He uh, He's a streamer, but he's also a YouTube creator. He had, he made a video that went viral that had to do with, like, how basically Musical.ly is child porn and how, oh, like, no yeah. one's really, like, paying attention to the fact that all these kids are doing all this crazy sexual shit on Musical.ly. And uh, he got caught, like... But now it's TikTok. Well, Musical.ly copyright... They, they they gave him a copyright strike and uh, so he made another video that's like these cowards don't like like so he, he fought it and he got his video back up and then like his Twitch channel blew up after that because mm-hmm. of all the controversy but his videos are great so I, I ran into him and I was like dude you're, I love your shit like I love that you're kind of like saying the things that no one else is willing to say right now he did another one about kids doing ASMR <laughs> <laughs> It's I've really, I know it's super creepy. It's, 
it's weird especially when people are giving them money and they're like can you say this it's like you know what they're doing behind their computer oh yeah so i i was i was stoked to run into him i was like dude i i love the stuff you're doing like someone needs to shine a flashlight on that stuff but mm-hmm. uh yeah like you said you just run into random people like the the first day when we showed up and we're waiting in line like andy milanakis just walks by like live streaming like right out front and it's just like oh shit mm-hmm. like <laughs> i've watched so yeah. many of his like irl streams and he's just like right there walking I by know, it's, it's just so weird to like see him in person or like the first night the thursday night we go into that jazz bar and who do we see it's northern lion just sitting in the front yeah that yeah. was phenomenal so I have a like kind of like a timeline, and we can just kind of go through it. Uh, and obviously, I wasn't with you the whole time, so you can interject when, uh, you know, when I was doing something, you were doing something else. But I kind of just wanted to, Sam, get out of here. I just wanted to break it down and kind of go through the the three day extravaganza that mm-hmm. was TwitchCon. So I showed up, I got there a little bit before you, like an hour before you. So I went over to Bollock's house, kind of dropped my bags off and stuff. And then uh, you hit me up. We went and uh, picked you up at the airport and (laughs) pretty much were like, hey, I know you're just on a plane for hours, but we're not going home. And we went straight to uh, Stritch, which is a jazz lounge in San Jose and uh, the jazz, the music was pretty cool. I I mean, I, Mm -hmm. it was good. I enjoy jazz. I, I'm not a huge like jazz aficionado, but from what I could tell, it was some solid jazz music. Uh, I think I made a few people mad though because I talk loud, and they like every time <laughs> the jazz music would get soft, and you're supposed to talk quiet. Like you're supposed to, your vocal range is supposed to match like the performance. And like there was a couple times when they got soft, and I was like, "Dude, it's so good to see you." I was like that <laughs> asshole. Yep. But uh, like you said, it was a pretty packed joint too. So yeah, a lot of people. But like you said, Northern Lion, I didn't recognize him, but you did. You're more familiar with him than I am. Yeah. Northern Lion was sitting right in the front, like right next to the stage. And you're like, dude, did you see that? I was like, no, what? That's Northern Lion right there. Yeah, because I walked in and I was like, what asshole wears a hat indoors? <laughs> I look over and I'm like, wait a minute. I know that asshole. That's Northern Lion. <laughs> yeah, especially a hat with a Canadian leaf yeah, on it. a little it. leaf. I was like... Because that's what like ticked me off. I was like, who wears a hat indoors? And then I noticed the leaf and I was like, wait a minute. And then I look to his left. I see the, the lady sitting there with the blue hair. I'm like, that that's Northern Lion. Yeah. And then I and then I kept expected to see him there. I kept telling James to go freaking talk to him. I was like, dude, he's like, no, he doesn't want to be bothered. He's enjoying the jazz. I was like, dude, he's at TwitchCon. I'm sure he's got to expect that people are gonna be talking to him. At least like wait till he walks by to go to the bathroom or something and be like, hey man, appreciate your stuff. Nice to meet you. Like, just say something. And he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to bug him. Uh-huh. And then uh, come to find out, we'll talk about it later. But later on. Uh, when you told him that, he was like, you should have said something. <laughs> so. I know. He walked, because towards the end of uh, the set they were playing, they left through the back. He walked right by me. And I'm just like, eyes wide open, like, holy shit, he's walking right by me. This is my chance to say something. I'm just like, glued to my seat, like, oh, I can't do this. Fuck. But yeah. it's like, oh, I really wanted to talk to him. But then I saw him at the meet and greet, so. Yeah, you still had your chance. So yeah, the reason we went to Stritch was uh, we we went there to meet up with Gator Pete and the Luck Charm, which uh, was awesome. 
they were I mean, I've I've interacted with them so much as members of my stream team, you know, uh, team DLC. I I think I have enough of a a feel for them that like it wasn't that different, you know. I I think I, I felt like I know them well enough that it wasn't like some oh this is weird. Mm-hmm. Like we I th- I feel like we all kind of meshed pretty well. Took some pictures, enjoyed the jazz music. Uh, Got some uh, some solid taco truck, dude. That super burrito was delicious. Oh, it was. I was <laughs> we walked to that taco truck. I looked at the menu. I'm like, oh, you know, they got the taquero burrito, but then it's like super burrito, and I was like, what? A dollar more for the super version? What is <laughs> right? Like, I, I feel like the word super warrants more than a dollar. Mm-hmm. But it was super. It was delicious. Oh, it was good. That that definitely hit the spot. Especially like it. It wasn't just uh like ten hours on a plane having eaten like food. It was like no, it was divine. Yeah, it was exactly what you need after a long flight. Yeah. Did you did you miss that uh, California Mexican food? Oh, I did. Got your fill. Get some on the first night. Oh, it was great. Awesome. And and so, yeah, we got some burritos, and then uh, we were going to head back to Evan's, but I wanted to load up on some drinks. So we stopped by, uh, like, I think we went to a 7-Eleven. And they, yeah, we went to some convenience store. Yeah, and they had the, they had the <laughs> freezers locked. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're in San Jose. So yep. we had to, like, have the guy come in. California. <laughs> we had to have the guy come and unlock the, uh, the freezers in the fridge so we could grab some beer. And then, uh, so we're loading up, we buy our stuff, and we're heading back to Bollocks' place, and James gets a, did you get a call or a text? Like, I, I forget I what. got a call, yeah. Yeah, he got a call from uh, from Tropical, Tropical Moisture, Moisture. And, and what did she have to say, James? I was like, oh, hey, what's up? Because I'm, like, not really expecting to be called. Like, I didn't think anyone's going to call me that time of night. And she was just like... Hey, do you know like uh, your room situation? Like, if you're gonna have like any extra space? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It is a Bollocks' apartment. I'm not sure, but why? And she tells me, well, Uncle Joe and his partner need a place to stay for the night. And I was like, oh, really? Well, and then that's when I like tell you guys, because I think you guys heard the conversation where I was like, uh, well, let me ask him. It's like uh, Jimmy and, Jimmy and Bollocks. You know, Uncle Joe needs a place to stay. You think he could crash with us? And we were like, what the fuck? Because just before that, uh, she had sent him a picture uh, like of her and Uncle Joe meeting and hanging out. And I was like, oh, dude, tell her she's got to tell her to uh, network him to get on the podcast. Because I've been trying to like work out a date and stuff, like talking to him off and on, trying to work that out. And I was like, dude, tell her he's got to come on the podcast. And uh, she and he was like, okay. And then, uh, sure enough, out of the blue, just like fucking, we get a message saying, "Hey, Uncle Joe needs a place to stay tonight." And we're sitting there like, I mean, we're already really tight on space, like fold out couch, like people are gonna be sleeping on floors. But the three of us kind of collectively decided, like, this is worth it just for the story. Like, I don't care if there's just sleep on the kitchen floor, like. We get to fucking hang out with Uncle Joe uh, 
the night before TwitchCon. And so sure enough, we kind of, we worked it all out and we're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll let you like, we'll make it work. And uh, so we just went back to Bollocks's place and we're hanging out, drinking, just chilling, having fun. And uh, eventually we go outside and uh, I don't remember if he messaged us or he drove by or he honked or something. So we, we went outside yeah, you had to move your car. Oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. I had to move my car or something. So we were going outside to check out the sign. That's what it was. We were mm-hmm. looking at the sign on the street to see which day it was that we had to have the car moved. And as we were going outside, Uncle Joe and his partner pull up and they're like, oh, my gosh, dude, thank you so much, dude. Like coming through, coming through, man, coming through. Like he like he, how his whole how he is, how he repeats like the same phrase multiple times and stuff. He's like. You guys are the best, man. You're gonna have a place to sleep. You're coming through, man. You guys are brothers coming through. And mm-hmm. uh and then he was like, You want some donut holes? <laughs> and we're like, what is <laughs> and he like reached over to the, the dashboard and he had a big old plastic bucket full of chocolate donut holes. He's all smash on these and we're gonna go find a place to park. And I was like, it that couldn't have been like the better introduction to Uncle Joe than to like roll up and hand us a plastic bucket full of chocolate donut holes and say mm-hmm. smash on these and it's funny because from my perspective you guys have just said oh we're gonna go check out the sign to see when we, like if we gotta move the car yeah you guys walk in just like you got me want some donut holes <laughs> the fuck? where did you get these <laughs> so anyway we we brought the donut holes inside we were waiting you know hanging out inside for a few minutes Uncle Joe and uh, I keep calling his partner, but I forget his name. Do you remember what his name was? He, I he, don't. He told he us was, like dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, he came yeah. in and passed out almost immediately. Like he was crazy tired. The next morning, he was a little more alert. But like as soon as we, as soon as they walked in the door, he was just like zombie mode. He he talked to us for a couple minutes and passed out on the couch. And Joe, Joe made a joke about it. He was like, just in true fashion, just like on the stream, this fucker falls asleep as, as soon as he hits a couch. So, uh, but it was cool, man. He told us some stories. Uh, we did Uncle Joe things. Let's just leave it at that. Uncle Joe Uncle Joe things did occur. He they Im- did. He imparted his gifts upon us. So we can say that we participated in Uncle Joe activities with Uncle Joe. So... Uh, we were kind of just chilling in the living room talking. I think eventually James went to bed. Were you awake when he told us the dog shitting story? I don't think you were. Were you I still there? I don't think I was, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to butcher this story, but Uncle Joe had us dying laughing. So he was like, yeah, man, we went to this convenience store and we're just walking around and we're, you know, trying to find some food and drinks and stuff. And uh, And there's this lady walking up and down the aisles and she's got this dog walking in front of her and this dog has no leash and the dog is being kind of wiry and stuff just kind of but it's staying close to her kind of walking ahead of her and stuff going up and down the aisles and <laughs> and uh, the security guard eventually comes and tells her like hey that dog's got to be on a leash blah 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 it became this whole thing but nothing really happened like the lady just kept walking around with her dog not on the leash and uh, <laughs> he's like we come around a corner and we look over and the dog's just shitting like right in the middle of the aisle just like boom just straight up shitting and uh he's like i couldn't believe it man which is you know perfect perfect end of our night just like coming around a corner and the dog just shitting out in the open in a supermarket and uh california 
<laughs> and uh, so he's like, I went, I went to find the security guard to tell him what was going on. And he finds, a, he finds the security guard. And he's like, Hey man, you know, there's this lady walking around with this dog without a leash. And, uh, and the, the security guard cuts him off. And he's like, yeah, I know. I already talked to her. I, uh, that, that I told her that she needed to put her dog on a leash. And he's like, well, Hey man, is that leash going to keep that dog from shitting? <laughs> Cause that's what's happening right now. <laughs> and it was just like the way he told the story was so perfect. And we we laughed for probably a good ten minutes. It was a great story, and it was it was really cool to meet him. And uh, he, he he said when he checked out, he was trying to get a discount on his food because there was open defecation happening inside. He's like, everything in this store is contaminated. You just let dog shit in here. I don't know if these chocolate donut holes are fucking. I can't eat this. There's just shit particles floating around inside your supermarket now. So it was it was pretty funny. He was a, he was a really cool dude, mm-hmm. and then we all just passed out, and that was that was before TwitchCon even started. Like mm-hmm. we already had stories to day. tell. Took some pictures with him. It was great. He showed up. He 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 gave us oh, along with the chocolate donut holes. Uh, he also gave us a half drank bottle of Jameson. So <laughs> there was that too. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, we crashed, and then. Um, we didn't we weren't really in a hurry the next morning to be honest we're like there's gonna be lines let's just like wake up whenever we wake up we'll get ready and uh didn't we did was that first morning when we went to uh mcdonald's oh yeah because i had to move my car right yeah so we took uh yeah because you would park like right in front of uh the the apartment so we just walked to your car and then we moved it to a mcdonald's and we parked it there we got in the back corner yeah, like the McDonald's was like in like right next to the street. We went all the way to like the end and hit it there for a bit. Got some McDonald's and we rode some uh, some limes all the way to the convention. Yeah, that was our first experience with the lime scooters. Hey, save your game. How you doing? Uh, so yeah, we already had the app installed. It was really cool. There was a couple lime scooters just sitting out front. All you do is you walk up. You scan the barcode. There's like a little QR code on top of the scooter and mm-hmm. it unlocks. I think they, they have like Wi-Fi. I don't think it's Wi-Fi. I think it's like G3 or something. I don't know. But Yeah, it's some kind of connection. They have a they have a connection where you just walk up, you scan it, and you say unlock and it just doop and it costs $1 to unlock it and it's 15 cents per minute. Yeah, sounds about right. I think something like that. And they're fast, and those things got to go like eighteen miles an hour or something. Oh yeah, they were they were quick. Yeah, like if, you were, if you had a full charged one, you could just gun it down the street at like twenty miles an hour. That was all, like honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of the weekend was just like being able to ride around all over town on those little scooters. Mm-hmm. I told I told Bollock said I'm gonna have to go back up there with Lady Navio sometime and just like explore downtown San Jose on scooters. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, because I was thinking too. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to probably spend so much money on Ubers going from like places to places yeah but then you jump on a lime and you're like i can go anywhere (laughs) yeah i mean because if it's like if it's only like two miles right that that doesn't take long at all it's like a two or three dollar ride as opposed to uber we did uber a few times and you know we had when we were going a little further but uh for the most part those scooters came in clutch man those those were really fun Mm mm-hmm and so we did the, uh, all the waiting in line business. So what we what here's what happened on the first day. I, you guys have probably heard from other streamers and and uh, 
LineCon 2018. Yeah, so what happened is the lines, so, you know, they have the little railings that, that guide each line, right? But when the railings ended, they didn't think to, like, have a line organizer or have, like, ropes to direct people where to wait in line. So there was, like, three or four lines feeding into each line. Like there was people waiting down this street over here and people waiting down this street over here and they're both feeding into the same line up front. And, and there was like three or four of those like and, and people just saw a line and they're like, oh, I guess I'm waiting in line. Right. So they just go find the end of it and wait in it. But there wasn't an actual line. There was just like mo- of mobs of people in multiple lines. So uh, I honestly don't feel too bad about our strategy we found out where the lines were going and we kind of just like shuffled our way in we kind of cut but honestly like it was there was no organization to it it's kind of twitch's fault like they should i think on the 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 days after that they had like line organizers and they had more people working the doors but it was Mm -hmm. madness and there was a a lot of probably miscommunication like if you had a backpack or just a large bag and it was funny too uh they basically said they said you can't have a backpack right but if it's smaller than the dimensions it's fine if you had a bag smaller than those dimensions but it had two straps they counted it as a backpack and you couldn't bring it in oh just by having two straps yeah if it had two straps you couldn't bring it in it's a backpack so they had a separate line to where you had to go check in a bag check yeah the bag check and what they didn't tell you is that you had to wait in that line for the bag check. And then once you were done with that, you had to go all the way to the end of the line so you can get into the line to get your badge. And if you don't have your badge, you had to wait in line for that. And if you did, you just had to go to the end of the one to get inside. Yeah. So yeah, you so you had to wait in three different lines. Yeah. Like, one to get your... mystical mess. Yeah, and then, oh... My gosh, I can't believe I forgot the best part of the uncle. Well, not the best part. It's actually really sad. But at the time, we were all kind of chuckling. It's funny now. But the night before, right before. So when Uncle Joe and us were hanging out and we were doing Uncle Joe things. uh, Green Uncle Joe things. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, we were just talking about Twitch and how crazy it was and how big and how popular it became. And I, and I, and I said something along the lines of, yeah, it's crazy. Like they're saying the lines are going to be pretty long. It's the first time that Twitch cons ever sold out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just kept talking. He told us the dog shit story and we're just, you know, having fun, drinking, hanging out. And, uh, after a few minutes, he had his phone out and he was just kind of like looking at stuff on his phone or we talking. And then at one point he looked up from his phone and he looked at right at us and he said, wait, so there's no more tickets. <laughs> and we said, yeah, dude, it's sold out. He's like, I had to stifle a laugh. <laughs> he said, wait, no, no, there. So like there, there's, it's, there's no, we can't, there's no way to get tickets. And he said, no, dude, it's, it's sold out. He's like, fucking perfect <laughs> and like at that point he was you can read his tweet he said if it wasn't so funny we would have been mad that's kind of how we all fe- we all felt about the situation like there was maybe like three to five minutes of just silence of like oh dude because he came from chicago like he mm-hmm. came a long way to go and to twitchcon yeah they like road tripped it up 
and they were not anticipating the fact that it could possibly sell out so they didn't mm-hmm. get tickets um i i'm pretty sure they still were able to kind of like do some schmoozing to like get their way into some stuff i think they ended up getting into the twitch party i ran into uncle joe at one point at the twitch party the first night but yeah and evan was giggling his i mean bollocks was giggling his ass off he couldn't help it like we were all just like we were all kind of laughing at the situation like oh my gosh he's like perfect it's like the most like ironic kind of just like he's like this 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 is the perfect example of how this entire trip has gone like with his airbnb double booking and just like it was especially when like a few hours before i had just seen that post where they were like yeah, we're all we're, we sold all the tickets, and someone put. Well, what if someone was like expecting to buy one at the door to get in, and then right below, someone hits back with like, "Well, if you're making the trip, why not buy the tickets beforehand?" And all of this, right? And then to see it actually happen to someone, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is ironic." But I mean, I think I think a lot next year you're gonna see a lot more pre-purchases. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, uh, I think. It's gonna sell out faster. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to make sure you buy those tickets well in advance. Yeah, I think like a larger venue would help as well. Bollocks, I agree. But but I think even still, like now that this has become a thing where tickets are gonna sell out, you're gonna see it starting to sell out quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are gonna want to buy them as soon as they go on sale to ensure that they can get in. Like that's how a lot of the other like BlizzCon sells out pretty quick. Uh, QuakeCon usually sells out pretty quick too. Oh, by the way, speaking of BlizzCon, side note before we continue our narrative, uh, I just saw that if you buy the virtual ticket for uh, BlizzCon, it's like 50 bucks, you get uh, free access to the alpha or beta or whatever uh, of World of Warcraft Classic. So if anyone's interested in playing old school world of warcraft before all the patches and stuff you can you can get that if you buy a virtual ticket anyway so that that happened the night before i i forgot to mention that that was supposed to be a part of the whole uncle joe story so that morning was a clusterfuck and i'm glad we (laughs) i'm glad we just kind of showed up late and then uh shuffled our way through the lines (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised that we made it in time for the keynote. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We made it for the keynote. There were some cool announcements at the keynote. Uh, they they announced squads, which is basically, if anyone's ever been on Mixer, Mixer's had multi-stream support for a while, and there's a lot of third-party tools that kind of do the same thing, but it's going to be built right into Twitch. So you'll be able to uh, essentially co-stream so if like say if you're playing on a squad in uh, fortnite or PUBG, or you know if you're doing uh duos in minion masters or whatever and you both want to stream it at the same time it'll let you have multiple screens on one screen uh and you can switch between them long enough and you can switch between chats and all that stuff mm-hmm so that that's really cool because there's a lot of times where it's like even with the podcast it it has potential because there's times when people stream on Wednesday nights like when I do the podcast is also when they do their stream 
So potentially we could set it up to where we could do like a squad stream and you know i'll still do the primary thing here but if they also want to stream it for their community on their channel uh so that they're still getting their stream in on their channel like it it, it could potentially work that way so it i i could see that working we'll have to see how it plays out and how exactly it works but i see a lot of potential there they also uh announced uh improved mod tools Mm -hmm. They're doing some pretty cool stuff for mods. So you'll be able to click on someone and get a lot more information. I already like if you have chatty, I don't know if any of you use chatty, but a lot of the stuff that they mentioned is very similar to chatty. Like when I click on someone's name in chatty, it brings up a thing where I can like I have I can put notes about that person. I can time them out for like 5, 10, 20. You know, I can ban them. I can get more information how old their account is. So it looks like a lot of that stuff's going to be built into Twitch chat, which is cool. For all you mods out there, pretty cool. You'll have a lot more control over that stuff. And then the other one was VIPs, which I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, that I, one was uh, kind of weird, but I can see the use of it. It's basically like, say there's someone in your chat that really supports, like they've been here day one, and you want them to be recognized for their support in a way that like a sub badge or like the like cheer badge doesn't really show or separate from mods i think a big part of the motivation for this is like hey you've been around forever i'm gonna make you a mod but mods originally were supposed to be people who are kind of like controlling chat and like you know they're like they're moderators right but a lot of Mm -hmm. channels mod people just as kind of like recognition of hey you've been here for a long time yeah and so vip is something that's is a way to do that without giving them mod powers essentially yeah pretty much and it's a way so like everyone knows like oh that dude he's a vip because it's it is yeah like when you make people mods people kind of view them differently they're like oh i gotta be careful around this guy because who knows like right like he's trying to keep the chat like a certain way exactly yeah this way they rather than having any type of mod powers or like being looked at differently they're just hey you've been around for two years you've always supported me and you like you gift sub people and you're always active in chat and i want to i want to recognize that so here you're a vip now mm-hmm. yeah because i know that I, there were a couple of streams i've been in they were like oh well you've been here so long you want a mod and i'm like fuck no <laughs> yeah higher dynamic like now i gotta tune in all the time it's like a job now right like i can't just drop in and out like now it's like all right you're streaming i'm here gonna lay down the law and force these rules yeah and there's been a couple of times where like they modded me and i was like the fuck no get this off of me yeah i don't want it yeah it, it comes with certain expectations and responsibility and it, and it changes the dynamic because right. you can't really act the same way because if you're like a jokester, a memer, and people are like, oh, well, the, the mod's doing this. Why can't I? It's like, well. It, you have to set an example. Mod. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad the VIP thing. And they're going to, they add, they're adding a whole menu to control all of that. So you'll, you'll like have the names of the people and there's like little bullets you can, or like check boxes you can check. Like, oh, this guy's a VIP and a mod. This guy's only a VIP. This guy's only a mod. This guy. So like, there's going to be a nice little menu where you can like assign roles to people in your channel. It's going to, they're streamlining that whole process, which I think is really cool. So that was the keynote. Uh, And then after that, like, honestly, we kind of just, 
explored the uh the the floor quite a bit like we kind of explored the expo we uh let's see what do i have here Kino Expo. Oh, we uh, Evan and I went and checked out the Capacabana, which is the uh, the bar that they had. So that it was kind of cool. Out in the back, the southern corner, there was a giant Fortnite tent. Which thank you so much, Twitch, for putting them all in one place. I'm yeah, really that glad so that nice. the Fortnite thing was not inside the Expo Hall. It was like in a completely separate tent outside. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you guys go over here. So we're gonna we're gonna separate the that crowd from <laughs> everyone else. It was very nice. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that big blue tent that says Fortnite on it. I am not gonna go in there once. Cool. I now I'm good. Did you ever go in there? I thought about it, but then I was like, what will I have to gain by going in here? <laughs> like, I'm not interested in any of the Fortnite personalities or the other stuff because they had like the Nerf Arena thing in there. Right. I was just like. And that's not a really big deal. And the line's probably going to be insane. Yeah. Yeah, we never made it in there. We finally tried to go in there right at the end, and it closed. Like, we were like, no, we'll go check out the Nerf thing. And we walked in there like, sorry, guys, closed. And then the whole convention was, like, shutting down. That was on day three, but... Mm-hmm. So we checked out the Capacabana. Um... Yeah, there was a Fortnite tent. And then I went to the meet and greet... For what did you do before the meet and greet? Did you is that the first time you met up with? Uh, were you with it? You weren't with us that whole time, were you? Let's see, was this before or after we went outside to get food? Uh, before I think, because it before you met Northern Lion, like right after the keynote. Right after the keynote. Hmm. Because I don't think you were with us. There was a period there where we were like went to the bar and we went outside. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I wasn't with you at the bar, but I'm not quite sure. Because I know I hung out with Tropical Moisture for a bit. Okay. And then I think I went to the meet and greet with Northern Lion. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now. Because yeah, I hung out with Tropical Moisture for a bit, and then she had a thing that was gonna occur like 30 minutes into the meet and greet. So I said, oh well, like. You can just go to that. I'm going to be at the meet and greet. So I walked to that, got in, and then on the way there, because we were walking together to the meet and greet, she she noticed uh, the girl with the yellow spoon, that streamer. So she was like, oh, like, okay. she, like she loves her. So she was like, oh, okay, like, go to the meet and greet. I want to, like, talk with the, her, like, ask her questions. So, so I was like, oh, all right. So I, that's when I walked to the meet and greet area. Okay. Meet the line for Northern Line. Yeah, so you waited in the Northern Lion line. I waited in the Day 9 line. Yeah. Because uh, Bollocks is a big StarCraft 2 streamer. Or not streamer, a uh, gamer. He loves StarCraft 2. And uh, I've been a fan of StarCraft like 1 and 2. And like Day 9 also does uh, some Dota content and uh, Magic content. I don't know. I've always been a huge fan of Day 9. His old, He had some old uh, YouTube videos called the day nine daily and those were like really formative for me when i got back into gaming as an adult so uh mm-hmm. i really wanted to meet him and uh so we met day nine and it was awesome took pictures with him he was super cool left a business card in I, his pocket from what i was told i did i was an asshole i yeah, I was like, I might never have the chance again to meet Day Nine. I we just got done drinking, 
we just left the Kappa Cabana, so I was a bit of a drunk asshole. And I may have slipped Day 9 a business card. Like, but it was at the very end. After I was like, hey, I love your stuff. Like, always been a huge fan. I appreciate your content. Your branding is amazing. Like, just all compliments. And then as I left, as I was leaving, I was like, one of these days when I'm famous, I'll have you on my podcast. And I handed him a business card and walked off. And he was like, ooh, Jimmy Navio. And he like played it up. He was like telling me how catchy my name was and stuff. So he was really cool about it. But Mm -hmm. it was... It, yeah, I mean, it, it was a douchebag move on my part, but I was like, this might never happen again. Yeah, it's like, what do I have to lose? Right. I can only gain from the situation. Might as well go for it. Exactly. So, Day 9 has my business card. He probably threw it in the trash, but I made the attempt, and uh, it was cool. He was a super nice dude. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, how was your meetup with Northern Lion? Didn't... Did it... Go ahead. Oh, well. I saw you lean into the mic. I didn't want to cut you off. I was like, I'm ready. This is my time to shine. (laughs) No, it's uh, the line was pretty short because, like, I know he's pretty big, like, on Twitch and on YouTube. So I was thinking, like, oh, like, he'd draw, like, a larger crowd. So it was, so I was like, all right, this is good. I got there early because I didn't want to have to wait in line for too long. So it was pretty quick. I walk up and I'm just like super nervous because it's like, holy shit, it's him in the flesh. So it's like for the longest time, he was like my inspiration. Like I strive to be like, like his work ethic, like his ability to just produce content. Right. And always have like interesting things to say. I was like, I want to be like you. So to see him in person, I was like, that's insane. So we chatted for a bit. You know, the line was long, so you can't really, like, talk their ear off for a long time. So I just told them, like, out, like, uh, yeah, I saw you at the jazz bar yesterday night, and I was, like, super nervous, and I thought I was going to come up to you and say something, but I didn't want to, like, ruin your night at the jazz bar with your wife. And he told me, he was like, oh, you should have, like, totally just asked. I would have been cool with it. So I was kicking myself for that one. I was like, he would have been fine with it. But... Yeah, then we just had a short conversation. He was, like, writing little, like, pictures of him, like, on a note card. It's like this. So, it's just a little egg Oh, nice. Call him an egg because of his bald head. Yeah. Then I got the photo with him. I cherish that photo now and forever. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know you were going to be showing off cards. I got a cool card from Cobalt Streak, too, on day two, but it's upstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just cool because I was just, like... If, like shaking his hand, I was like, that was the coolest thing. So to like get something like a memento from it. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. I noticed a lot of the big streamers had like either cards or like their own little thing that they would sign and hand out, which I thought was cool. Because mm-hmm. then you don't have to feel like you have to bring something for them to sign. Like they just had a stack of whatever. Cobalt mm-hmm. that yeah, like some, uh, some guy was like, oh, can you sign my uh, the badge? But the badge, like if you put marker on that. It's not going to last forever. Yeah. So, yeah, we did the meet and greets. Uh, I think that was the last, like, big thing, other than walking around the expo floor some more. I think we eventually, uh, Evan and I did some of the scavenger hunt. We kind of, every day we did, like, a little bit more of the scavenger hunt. I think we finished it, like, on day two, but. um, Mm -hmm. I'm still salty. I never got that Twitch Prime email. Oh, I know, dude. That's... Apparently, I wasn't the only one. So it was a, a problem just a lot of people were getting. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the and that what did that get you? That got you the sticker on your thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, so it, you get like the ten dollar credit and all that stuff once you had yeah, the sticker the discount. The like the Twitch Prime Lounge area. I mean, I probably wasn't gonna go in there, but the the credit and the discount was probably the biggest thing. Yeah, the 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 lounge thing wasn't really that much. It was like next to the partner area. It was like a little outdoor balcony by the partner area, and it there wasn't. It said they were supposed to have food and snacks and shit in there. Like the every we went in there once or twice, and there was never. We saw other people eating food, and we're like, "Where'd they get that?" And they're like, "There was never." I think as soon as they bring it out, people just like devour it. So there was there was water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we got like a free water or juice or something out of it, but other than that, it was it was it, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too bummed about it. But uh, that night, so I had no idea. Did they announce ahead of time who the musical guest was at the party? I had heard. I, I don't know who told me, but I yeah, I think they announced it early because I know I had heard like, oh, Diplo was going to be the DJ. I had no idea. So when we showed up at the par- at the party the first night and it was Diplo and then the whole fucking setup with all the lights and that was really cool. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of EDM, but you can't deny how cool that shit is to see in person when it's just a wall of screens and lights and music and like fog and, you know, just like everybody with their little purple like light up sticks, like all just dancing. Like, I still don't know where they got them. I mean, I like I was looking because I got to the party before you guys. Like, I think oh, out of yeah. everyone I knew, I was like there first. Yeah. So I was just walking around seeing what there was because there was like the food trucks and like the uh, dodgeball thing. And I don't know where people were getting them. I was like, do I have to like find a trash can and like fish one out? See if someone threw one away? Yeah. Because some people had like six of them. And it's like, where did you find these? Everybody up by the stage had them. And I was like, yeah, I had no idea where they were getting them from. Mm hmm. But that was cool. I enjoyed it. I I recorded. That was like the only video footage I really took as I recorded some of the concert, especially the uh, the he did a really cool like remix of uh, the uh, Wandering Woods or the Lost Woods uh, Zelda song he did like a really cool remix of that. Mm -hmm. So I recorded that. And there was like a uh, Evan. I, I Evan was. Uh, I mean, Bollocks was over. <laughs> I'm never gonna get used to that. I've known you too long, man. Bollocks was kind of off to the side watching the. Uh, there was a big circle where there was like breakdance battles and shit going on. Mm-hmm. So he was over there watching that for a while. I took some footage of that as well. I found it so funny because uh, I after- didn't Sushi Dragon jumped in there for a minute. Yeah, he did, but uh. What was it? There was a, if you were deep in the mosh, there were some smaller ones. Like a lot of people were like really crowding around seeing that. As I left the mosh with uh, with Tropical and Sushi Dragon and his friends, we saw another, like a really big circle. And we're like, oh, what's going on in there? So we like scooch our way up to the front to see what's going on. We look inside and there's just the 12 year old kid going hard with Fortnite dances. Of course. And everybody was losing their minds. It was <laughs> the greatest thing. Of course. By the way, if you guys didn't notice, I'm wearing all my swag. I got my Twitch shirt on. By the way, the quality of this shirt is amazing. It fits perfect, and it's like the nicest cotton. And then I got some uh, some buttons and pins. This tag is green, so it's all like chromed out. 
And here's my badge with the sticker that James didn't get. Ha-ha! It's a plain badge. Gotta rub it in a little bit. And that, yeah, that was day one. I think uh, you you bounced out. Uh, what did you end up doing that night? Because Evan, I mean, Bollocks and I just... <laughs> I'm never gonna, Bollocks and I went to a little Irish pub and had a few drinks and just kind of hung out. We, yeah, so... Uh, my feet were tired. Yeah, my feet were killing me. Because I don't really, like, do dances and, like, what's, like, mosh pits and stuff. So, and I'm also, like, really out of shape, so that killed my legs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hung around there for, oh, like, a long time. And, like, right towards up until the end of the party. Because I was really hanging out with a sushi dragon in Tropical. And it's weird, because it's, like, I knew, sort of knew sushi dragon when he was, a, like, a smaller streamer. Like, seven sure. years And interacted with him. Like, he recognized me from my from my twitch name so we were all hanging out and it's like every five minutes someone would be like oh is that sushi dragon dude can i get a photo with you like oh shake your hand and all that stuff so i'm like seeing all this happen and then i guess being near him he also attracted some of the larger streamers like some of the partners showed up uh the biggest one i think i met was a uh, fuse Fusley. yeah i think her name's Fusley and uh alec ludford so okay. that was like really cool just to like see him show up or uh newt was there too like that really big buff dude the bodybuilder he oh, showed okay. and i was like this is crazy it's like this is the type of people sushi dragon now like brings up and it's like weird because i could tell he was like really excited to meet everybody but it just kept happening and he was getting super drained yeah that could be exhausting i can i mean but he blew up, man. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. to expect it a little bit. He's doing something really original. So mm-hmm. when he looked up and saw himself on the big screen, it was phenomenal. Yeah, that's crazy. That's cool that he's just been able to like. He blew up like right before TwitchCon too. I think that's a big part of it. Is like, you know, just in the six months leading up to TwitchCon, he's just like continued to just skyrocket so like it was perfect timing leading up to twitchcon where everyone's like oh shit that's that crazy like green screen sushi dragon guy like yeah that's like uh that's why he was super excited to see fusley there because he had brought her on to uh his podcast type thing where he just like brings on a viewer starts chatting with them and stuff. right right and one of the things she asked him was like oh like what inspired you to like come and like do stuff on twitch and he's just like um well it, it was you like you're the one that expired me so it's like to meet her in person there as like now like an equal it was like this beautiful moment just to like watch when like they saw each other in person right that's cool man so so after the party what did you because uh eventually you messaged us and we're like i'm just gonna crash over here but uh Mm -hmm. did you go anywhere do anything else or did you just head back to their hotel and hang out or right after the twitch party uh let's see what happened we met some people outside, a dude, another dude recognized my Twitch name because I like entered his chat when he had like 10 people in it, Oh, <laughs> like some gift subs. And he was like, it's, it's you. You're the guy that just like gave me gift subs that one time. So I saw that guy outside. We went to a In-N-Out burger. It was like right next to the, the arena the party was at. Got food there. I had gone, uh, I was like, oh, I'm not that hungry. But then once I was in there, I was like, can I get a four by four? <laughs> and I devoured it. And it, the line in there was insane because, you know, 
it was right next to the venue, so of course it was packed. Sure. And me and uh, Tropical actually, in the line, we met this dude. He seemed like really introverted, like kind of like anxious, like he wanted to talk to us, but it was kind of like scared. So we chatted with him, like we, he, like in that night, like we really made him like a lot more welcome and stuff. So he sat with us, we talked to him most of the night, and he was telling us like about how he had come, but like his first day wasn't really like the best. He didn't really meet anybody or talk to anybody but then he told us the next day like after the talk we had with him he like really put himself out there he contacted some of the people he knew that were going to be here and that like changed his whole perspective of the of the party and he gave us like this perler bead art of, of the twitch logo that's awesome it's really nice and it's like that one moment like just meeting us at the in and out changes like entire weekend yeah, you you gave him some good advice. I remember you saying that you were just like, dude, don't worry about it. Just hit him up. Like, just mm-hmm. do your thing. Have fun. Yeah, it's I, like clear. Like the hardest step was coming here. You already passed that. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's good to hear. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, like Evan and I, or yeah, I'm just gonna call him Evan. Fuck it. Evan and I uh, ended up at uh, this little uh, Irish pub that he really likes. We just kind of like sat out on the patio. The wet, the weather was beautiful, like for most of the weekend. Mm-hmm, it was um, great. So we just chilled on the patio at a little Irish pub. Had a few drinks, took some pictures. Just it, honestly, a big part of this trip for me. Like I love TwitchCon and it was great, but I haven't seen him in years. So, like, just to be able to spend time with him and catch up and hang out with an old friend was was awesome as well. And uh, so, yeah, I think we uh, stayed there for a while, and then we just went back to the apartment, and uh, he introduced me to the show Letter Kenny. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's a Canadian show, but, like, kind of like Canadian rednecks, basically. Oh, is that the one that was playing in the morning when I got there? Yeah. All right, because I was like, I don't know what the show is, but this is hilarious. Yeah, I think it started as like a an online show. I think it started as like a YouTube channel or something. I don't know. the The first place I ever saw it was YouTube, so I don't know if that was restreamed or what. But it's a really funny show, especially when you're like tired and drunk and and stuff. So that that was fun. We just like hung out, and watched shows, and chatted for a few hours and passed out. And mm-hmm. then. Uh, Next morning, we woke up and uh, waited a million years for James to show up. He was uh, he was procrastinating as usual. Oh, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> dead. Because I, I crashed at Tropical's place, and we were up. Because she had told me. She's like, oh, like I, like I the, the lines were so long on Friday. It's like, so I want to try and get in early and see the stuff. So we'll wake up, like, at 8. It's that way, like, you have time to go back, take a shower, get ch- get dressed. And then we can go to the con. We we ended up talking for until like 3 a.m. And then we passed out. And when I woke up, it was already like 9.30, 10. And I was like, oh, well, that plan went right out the window. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it worked out, though, because we the only th- I think the only thing we really wanted to do. What did we do that morning? That was the second morning. Was that? Uh, oh, that was Kevin Smith, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I no, think so. Was on the third day, right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, because we had looked at the panels for day two, and we were like, these are all like really 
not the best. No, I think I think it was Saturday because I think so. Wasn't Sunday when we went to brunch? Or did we go to Kevin Smith and then yeah, merch was the third day. We did merch and the brunch on Sunday. So Saturday was oh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. So Saturday when we woke up, we we're like the only thing we really cared about was getting to the Kevin Smith on time. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Like we just you know we got ready, hung out, and then we mobbed over there again. The Kevin Smith session was awesome. I really enjoyed that a lot. It was kind of mm-hmm. cool to get his perspective because he's just a little bit older than me. And so he was talking about how, like, you know, all this stuff going on in Hollywood. And he was like, no one was telling my story. Like, I wanted to see movies like. like a good joke that he said. Which one? The one where he's like, look at me, a white guy asking about representation in, in media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, he, he, he was he he made a point, though, because he was saying, like, you know, Hollywood was not really telling the story that he wanted to see you know he wanted to see Mm -hmm. the real shit and he's like so i just you know that's the only reason i became a movie maker is because i wanted to tell my story of my life and my friends and all the crazy shit that i've seen and he's like that's that you know he made clerks and he said he he straight up said if he i probably wouldn't have been become a movie maker if like twitch and youtube and all this stuff would have existed when I was, you know, back then, I I would have been all over those. Like, it's so much easier now to create content and, like, tell your story and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of an interesting perspective. And he talked about how, like, when he made Mallrats, how shitty it did. Like, in the box office, it was just, like, a total bomb. Because mm-hmm. he's like, no one knew who Stan Lee was back then. Like, I was a, I was a comic book nerd before it was, like, a thing. So, like half of those jokes went over people's heads because a lot of that humor was video games and comic books and all that stuff before like nerd culture really took off. And so that's Mm -hmm. why like after the fact that DVD has become like one of the best selling DVDs because all of that stuff is relevant now. You know, you can go back and watch Mallrats now and it's just like, that's everything that became pop culture, right? Like comic book movies and, and video games and all that stuff. So it was, it's it was like kind a, of they po- they poke fun at that in the the film uh, Twenty One Jump Street, the newer one, where the dude is like, it's like when I was growing up being like the nerd in video games, like that that would have gotten me picked on, and like now it's like everyone loves it. Well, yeah, it was kind of funny when we were talking to Josh Tucker how he was saying that like uh, he gets judged, like he'll show up to uh, Friday Night Magic or whatever, and he's like this, you know. Frat, like he 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 said he gets pigeonholed as like the frat boy douche jock type guy. So he shows up at you know Magic the Gathering night. And it's the opposite of what it used to be, right? Usually, like it used to be that like the jocks were the popular ones and the nerds were kind of like the outcasts. And now he's like, I'm trying to go play Magic, and I'm like, they're judging. I can, I they're judging me, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this dude invading our space. Yeah, it's like let's just all have fun and enjoy this stuff. Like it doesn't have to be that way. But I don't know. It's kind of interesting the 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 whole Kevin Smith thing. What was really interesting is to see him without uh, because whenever you watch an inter- interview on like TV or or by that's done by a media group or on the internet or whatever, they're usually pretty heavily edited. So the timing is different, like the the camera pans and all that stuff. It was really cool to see him without all of that because you realize how quick-witted that guy is, just how, like, intelligent and how 
like every time the host would like fire back at him, he'd have like a joke or like he was just so on point with all of his responses and his jokes and his quips and stuff. And it was just cool to like experience that in person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. So that was uh, Saturday morning. And then uh, right at the end, you guys gave me so much shit for this, but like right, at, they went over time. So right at the end of the panel, I had to piss so bad and I ran out of the convention hall before like two minutes before it ended because I wanted to beat the crowd to the bathroom and uh, later on Gator P was like we thought there was like some crazy emergency and I was like yeah the emergency yeah. was my fucking dick was about to explode like we were all so concerned because <laughs> for everyone listening so it was me so it was Gator P sitting on like right on the edge of the aisle then me then Jimmy and bollocks so we're all like having a great time listening to, to this interview when Jimmy just shoots up, grabs like this chair in front of him and like scoots his way as fast as, po- as fast as possible out of the row. And then it's just gone. And I look to Pete on my right and I'm like, you saw that, right? Like, where did Jimmy go? Yeah, I, um... yeah, we were all like, is, is Jimmy all right? Was there like an emergency that just occurred? We... We were we all didn't know what happened. I really had to pee real bad. My bladder was all over the place that weekend. Yeah. I had told Pete I was like, well he did pop a mint earlier, so maybe it was related to that. Uh no, it was just I, I think I just drank too much that morning. Mm-hmm. I think what did we Oh, Evan made uh when we were I think when we were waiting for you, uh Evan made like egg like spinach and eggs. And uh, I had like three glasses of water just because I was like, you know, recovering from the party the night before or whatever. So I drank a bunch of water that morning right before we went into the keynote. I was trying to stay hydrated. And uh, yeah, it uh, it paid. I paid the price for it. So. And then after that, I kind of lost you guys. I think Evan ended up waiting for me or Evan found me, but you guys were... Uh, you and I think you and Gator Pete kind of went off and I what what happened? What did you guys end up doing? Uh, what did we end up doing? It's like I really wish I remembered most of it because it's like I had a great time. But what did I do specifically? I have no idea. Yeah, so, I had to like write everything down. Yeah, I w- Tropical said like, "Oh, I'm gonna write down like what I did too." It's like I wish I had that idea. Because I know I did things, but I can't like specifically remember what I did after that. Because I think I just walked around the expo hall a bit. Was there a meet and greet that day? There was. Well, there was one for me. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, that was when I met Cobalt Streak. So we walked around for a couple hours, and we found where they were giving out the swag bags, and we found the uh, the Twitch Prime area. Oh, and I think that day is when we started farming the achievements for the uh, the hunt. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, you got a T-shirt and a Twitch mouse pad. You all there was there wasn't like multiple tiers or anything. It was basically once you get 250 points, you get a T-shirt and a mouse pad, and that was it. So we asked the guy if it was like if we should keep doing more stuff, and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't have to do anymore. You got like the, the stuff. The leaderboard, that's just for fun. The leaderboard is for bragging rights, I guess. You could say that, you know, you did the thing or whatever. Uh, but 
so yeah, we farmed the achievements and got the 250 points. We kind of explored the floor a little bit. Then we got in line for the meet and greet, and I met Cobalt Streak. He was super cool, cool as fuck. Like everything. I mean, I knew he was a chill dude just from watching his streams, but he was there. And uh, Rustling Rose, who his wife, who is also a streamer. She was chilling there with him. He gave me like this limited edition holographic print thing that he does. I think he only like makes so many of them. Uh, and he signed the back of that. He's like, I got a few left, but he recognized me from like the podcast I did with Josh Tucker and just from being a part of his community. He's like, here, I'll give you one of these since I, you know, I know who you are and stuff. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Took a picture with him and uh, also in proper drunk douche fashion, handed him a business card. But. I was a little more sly about it this time because he asked me to sign something for him. Oh, he had me sign his badge, which I was like, dude, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, I signed his badge and uh, oh, and he, he had me sign his badge and he was having all of his fra- fan- his meet and greet fans draw a dick on a card. So like I drew a dick on a card and I sat I just sat my card on top of it and handed them both at the same time. So it was like. You know, this, you know, just so he knew whose dick it was. He's like, if you want to write your name on it, instead of writing my name, I just handed him a card with it. Mm-hmm. This is so, my dick. Yes. The bucket. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to like make a collage out of those or what. I'm going to, I'll let you know if I get featured on Cobalt Stream with my dick art. It was a nice, I uh, had a bend right on the end. I made it, I, mean, I tried to make it unique so I could recognize which one was mine. Mm hmm. Um, Let's see, Saturday. I think, oh, I know what I did. Because uh, I know Tropical had a World of Warships thing. So I had a, so she had to leave me at some point. But I went to a, there's a collection of a lot of these uh, girl streamers that knew each other. So they all said like, oh, we'll just have our, like all our meet and greets at the, the G Fuel booth. Because one of them works for DX Racer and the DX Racer booth was attached to it. So I went over there just to see some people. And that's where I met my friend Tech and Mega Man that I knew from Twitch as well. So that was really cool. And it's weird too, cause it's like me seeing people in person. Like when I saw Mega Man, like I looked at him, it's funny cause like I looked down at him cause he's shorter <laughs> than I am. He was, and I was like, Mega. And he looks at me like confused, like who is this guy? And then he looks at my badge and he's like, James? Why the fuck are you so tall? <laughs> well, you thought that I was short too. Like you, when I first told you I was six two before we met, you were like, "What?" Like I mm-hmm. thought you were way shorter than that. But it's mostly because I have a giant head. Um, same thing happened with uh, Josh Tucker. I think also that day we were trying to coordinate to meet up with Josh Tucker. We finally met him over by the uh, partner area. And I walked up and he's like, "Dude, you're fucking tall." Like he was like he did, had no idea I was gonna be that tall. So that was kind of funny. I caught him off guard with that. Mm. He is uh, he is short and very muscular. Mm. So we he uh, snapped a shot of us together and posted it on his Twitter if you want to check it out. I've been meaning to go download that picture because I didn't take one. Um, mm-hmm. So and yeah, then, then, go, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and then my friend Tech, it was cool of him. He was putting together a card of all the people from... Uh, because the way I know Tech and Mega Man like the first time was this other girl stream Jay Chin and she doesn't stream much anymore and but she still likes to go to convention because it's like a lot of people that she knows in the community ah. so since she couldn't come he like put together a card and was like looking for people from her community 
to come and sign the card and stuff. So that was really nice of them. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so day two was... I met Cobalt. Uh, we also... Let's see. Oh, yeah, w while we were exploring around, did you see that booth for Babylon? Baby, are you mispronouncing Babylon, or is that like... What no, it's B-E-B-Y-L-O-N. It's Babylon. It is a arena game with babies. Literally, it's and it has VR support. It's like a. It's basically like a battle royale arena MOBA type game with babies, like actual babies in diapers. I took a picture of the sign at the booth. Look it up. B e b y l o n Babylon. There were a bunch of girls playing it, and there was like this dude at the booth trying to get me to check it out, and I was like, "No, this should not exist ever." In any universe, please stop. And I hate you. <laughs> Google it. It's terrible. I don't know All if right. they're trying what to be it? ironic or what, but... All right, what's the name of it? B-E-B-Y... B-E-B-Y... L-O-N. L-O-N. Babylon Battle Royale. I'm mad that this exists in our universe. I no longer like this timeline. Because I certainly saw some interesting... <gasps> it was this one. I did not realize they were babies. They're babies, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's yeah. They got weird. It's so bad. Like, why? There's no reason for this to exist at all. I don't know if they're trying to cash in on the whole '90s dancing baby meme or what, but it need it. How is it called? It's B E B Y L O N, like this. Mm-hmm. Babylon. Yeah, that was certainly interesting. And I'm just, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, maybe ironically people will stream it. I don't know. But like, they were, they were like legit. They weren't joking about it. They weren't being ironic about it. They were legit trying to get people to sign up to play this game. And I was like, like this is a legitimate product. I, it made me right. sad. It made me sad as a member of this race. That, yeah, that's because it's like now when I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this now. I saw this, but at the time, I was just like, it just looks like another generic battle royale game. But then you said, no, they're babies, and then it's like, oh, oh, right, yeah, I recognize saying that. Yep, this universe, anyway. Other than Babylon, it was a good experience. We all oh, we also went and checked out the GDQX, the games done quick, uh. Express. Express. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool to see in person the whole setup. I've never, I've never, I've always wondered how that whole thing like was set up with you know with the couch and the TVs and the big monitors and the audience and everything. So uh, that was awesome. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. They were speedrunning uh, the Zelda game for 3DS. Uh, a link. Uh, link between worlds. Yeah. Link between worlds. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> She's refreshing my drink. Mm -hmm. uh, that was that cool. That dude was pretty good at, at, at like explaining what he was doing. Because I've seen some people that you're just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, he's just like doing things. But he was like, uh, oh well, I throw in the bomb here and counting. So it's like when I fly up, there's a certain frame that if I take damage here, it's gonna move me and I can 
glitch through the ceiling and like skip the entire dungeon and you're like what how do you come up with this stuff so that's what I found was really cool, like seeing that done in person. Yeah, well, so I with with speedrunning stuff, it's interesting. There's the speedrunners, right, who are mechanically really good at like memorizing and getting the the frame perfect stuff. But I like after I started watching AGDQs long enough, I learned that there's the speedrunners and then there's the community. And a lot of times, the community there's people that all they do is try and break the game like they'll spend mm-hmm. like all they do is try and like find those glitches and those exploits and those like oh time this bomb and jump here and you can go through this wall there a lot of them aren't necessarily speedrunners themselves but they just enjoy finding those uh those glitches in the game thank you mm-hmm. yeah like i know uh and then some people like uh because I, I would watch some ocarina of time like Speed runs and they're like oh yeah like the way we found this wrong warp was like we looked into the code and it's like you could see where they store like the location values and it's like we noticed like this location here is right next to the this location here in the code and you could take advantage of that to just skip toward like skip the entire game and go right to the end from this spot right well yeah and then just like so i guess when someone finds a new shortcut or exploit or whatever they the, i guess part of the motivation for doing it is that their name becomes like because like the speedrunners will be like thanks to x bunny 57 for finding this exploit or whatever so like whoever finds it first kind of becomes like that's their claim to fame is like oh i found this shortcut or i found this mm-hmm. exploit or or they what? name like the trick after them. Yeah, yeah. Here's the here's the X bunny jump or the the Stephen Five hop or whatever. So that's kind of cool. I don't know. It's cool how that whole community has developed. Mm-hmm. Um, I I that stuff is fascinating to me. I'll I'll probably never get into speedrunning myself. It's just too much, too time consuming. <laughs> yeah, just like especially because that. That link between worlds run took like an hour. Yeah, and it's like you're doing that. You're doing like an hour long run over and over again just to shave off like seconds. Well, and how many man hours did it take to perfect that one hour? Exactly. You know, like and even then he was still making some mistakes. Right. So it's like you're always just trying to get better because, like you said, uh, when we were there, it's like some speed runs like people memorize. What is it? They've memorized like the key presses, like what that they have to do, so they don't even have to look. They just know what the key presses are. Right. Yeah. They they were talking about blindfold runs. Like they've done it so many times that they know exactly like the timings and the key presses and the frame perfect shit. And like they can. There's some games that they actually do blindfolded runs of. So it was cool to see that that whole thing in per. I could talk about GDQ all fucking night, but it was really cool to see like a mini version of it in person. I forgot that's when you met up with us. You came down there and uh, we like sat on the floor and just watched some of it. It was packed. Yeah, it was pretty busy. And then that night is when we went to Pizza My Heart. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We went and got some dinner at Pizza My Heart. I got a really good. It was fig and bacon and feta cheese. I've never had savory figs before, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you usually think of like a fig pie or fig cookies or fig newtons, but it was fig, bacon, and feta cheese on a pizza, and I devoured that shit. It was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I just had like a simple, you know, pepperoni and cheese pizza, but I was like this. It's a step above the average. No, that place was really good. I looked at the pepperoni. I was like, oh, 
I can tell that's high quality pepperoni because it's not just like flat, like looks like cardboard. The pepperoni was like alive, juicy. Oh, the pizza was great. Yeah, um, trigger warning zero. I am familiar with Summoning Salt and his videos that he does on the progression history. Those are really well done videos. I love watching those. They're entertaining and they keep you engaged. But yeah, that a pizza in my heart. I've heard of that place. I think that was the first time I've ever actually been there. It was super mm-hmm. good. Like you said, the, just the quality was was on point. So mm-hmm. we got some slices of pizza and then we decided to uh, – Evan, I mean, we were pretty pooped. So we're like, you know what? Like, let's just kind of recover on day two so we can rally uh for day three or whatever and so we i like i thought about trying to find out like if there were any parties going on or like trying like you know do some meetups or whatever but we we're just like you know what like let's just go chill uh so we started heading back to the apartment and then uh, james gets a message or a phone call and stops mid mid uh scooter ride home and he's like goes the yeah, other like, direction I- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, see you bitches wrong. later. He's like, he got he got the call. He got the call. Like, I was just like, oh, hold on, guys, I'm getting a call. I like park on the sidewalk. And then I would insist, like, from your guys' perspective, it's like James never came back that night. No, I mean, you're an adult. So Evan was like, What happened to James? And I was like, he said he got a call. I was like, he's an adult, he's got a smartphone, he knows where you live. I was like, you'll figure it out. So we just left him. <laughs> we kept going. We just went back to the apartment. I figured, you know, he'd take his call and then meet up with us. But he eventually, I messaged him like a couple, like a while later, and I was like, "You alive?" <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Yeah, man. I figured uh, I'm gonna if I'm gonna have that steak." Because before TwitchCon, he had joked well, during the podcast with Tropical Moisture, he had joked about like going out to have a nice steak dinner, and uh, and so he messaged me. Was like, "I figured it, tonight's the night if I'm ever gonna have my steak dinner." But there's more to it, right? There was a whole oh yeah. There's a whole so, story behind that. So why don't you? So like to recap the story. So it's like we're riding back to to Bollocks's apartment. We're on these limes, and I get a message from Tropical. But I'm like, so I like stop for a bit at the corner. Like there was a stop sign. And I look at it, and I was like, oh, like I can't really like tell what this means. So I keep going, and then my phone starts buzzing. I'm getting a call. So I'm like, okay, so it must be kind of important. So I pick up, and Tropical's called me. She's like. So are you still like interested in getting that steak dinner? And in my head, I'm almost like, well, I did just eat pizza, but steak. Oh, that sounds really nice. Even though I just ate. So I'm like, yes, yeah, sure. Like, what's up? Like, do you, did you like have like something planned, like a reservation? And then she's like, well, like I did find a place like with some of the worships guys that we're, they're gonna, we're gonna go to this one place called, uh, forget what it's called, but it was like a steak and like seafood something. Bollocks knows the name. How could you forget the name? It's a fancy place. It's an important part of the story, photo. James. I took a photo of it. Hold on. I got the photo. <laughs> photo. Scroll off a bit. You got to know the name of the place, McCormick's man. McCormick's and Schmick's Seafood and Steaks. McCormick's and what? And Schmick's. Uh, seafood okay. and Steaks. Got so she's it. like, yeah, we're going to this place called McCormick's and Schmick's. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll meet you there because I'm on the line. So I just punch it on my phone and it's like, all right, go exactly the way you just came and then like hang right once you get to like the big intersection. So I'm like, cool. So I'm riding in there. Takes me like five to 10 minutes. It was pretty good timing. Like as soon as I got there, they were barely like getting inside. 
So they just saw me like roll up on the, on the scooter. scooter. <laughs> They're like yeah. this badass and motherfucker. I was, I was booking it too. I was going like as fast as it could take me because I didn't want to like waste time. So I get there and I'm like, oh hey, like what's up? I introduced myself to some of the worship guys. And it's a it's a very fine establishment. I was like, oh, this is actually a very nice place. Like I didn't think it was gonna be like that. I thought it was gonna be more like a Texas like roadhouse type stuff. Sure. So I go in, we all get seated. The seating was quick. So I was like, oh, wow, this, the service here is really nice. Like we came in, they talked to the, the the host person. And then like five minutes later, like we had a table. So we go in, like we get our water and stuff. And I noticed, I'm like, all oh, right, this place is actually super fancy. Like the entire backside of the menu is just like bottles of wine you could purchase for like 50 to 80 bucks and like wine by the glass. So I'm like, all right, like what are the stakes here? So I look down, I get a $40 8 ounce filet mignon. Cause I'm like, this establishment probably has a really good filet mignon here. I'm down for spending $40. That's like my entire food budget. <laughs> I can only do this type of thing like once anyway. So I get it. We're all waiting for our food. My stuff comes in first. Cause I guess it was like the quickest to make. Sure. And I'm waiting, you know, be courteous. I'm not gonna start eating before the, everyone else gets their food. And our waitress comes back after she served all our food. She's like, oh, the chef like got you guys this appetizer. It's a, it's, it's a shrimp and something with a, with a sauce. It's like one of our newer things, like try it, see if you like it. Cause like we all just ordered like a main food. We didn't really get appetizer or anything. Right. So I'm like, oh wow, the service here is really nice. I enjoy this place. Like the quality is really like of a high end restaurant. Cause I've never really been to many of those before. So I'm eating my $40 filet mignon and I'm like, this is divine. This tastes like $40. And then a guy comes up to us. I'm like, this isn't our waiter and starts talking to us. And he's like, so how are you guys feeling about dessert? And I'm like, oh man, I, I don't know if I want to pay for dessert. I just spent $40 on the filet mignon. And he's like, any, any of you guys like with allergies? One guy is like, oh yeah, I'm like allergic to like peanuts and stuff. Like I can't eat seafood. And he's like, okay, like how does a, like you're good with chocolate? He's like, yeah, I'm good with chocolate. So he's like, all right, I got you guys. He leaves. And I was like, huh, he didn't really like, like, did we just order dessert? I don't know how this works. Is this just something that happens at these kind of restaurants? He comes back with a creme brulee, oh. a chocolate cheesecake, and a strawberry cheesecake. And it's like, well, I don't know how this works, but we're all just sharing it. So I mean, might as well. And he comes back like, oh, so how are you guys liking the desserts? And he looks to a guy at the end of the table, one of the worships guys, and he's like, oh, make sure like you tell your dad like how you like the experience. And I was like, oh, that's a kind of odd question to ask like about that. But I mean, the service is really nice. And it's like, it was a phenomenal dinner. The waitress came back and she was like, oh yeah, you didn't have to pay for the appetizer or the dessert that was on the house. And I was like, wow, the service here is exceptional. <laughs> Like if I ever come back to San Jose, I'll definitely come back. So we finish our meal. We part ways with the worship guys. They wanted to go drink at one of their hotels. And Tropical and I, we were just going to go back to her place and crash for the night. And she tells me, be, no, she didn't tell me at first. It's because before we got in, she was like, oh, I have something I need to tell you. But then she was like, oh, I'll just tell you later. So I brought it up. I was like, what was that thing you were going to tell me? And she's like, oh, well, this guy, his dad is like a super like, famous chef like in the area so when i asked him do you know any good steak places he called up his dad 
and said, oh, I want to go get some food at this restaurant with my friends. Can you like hook it up? And his dad called the head chef of McCormick and Schmick's and said, can you seat my son and his friends? Because the, the restaurant was booked out, like there were no seats. So they gave us a table, like they gave us a table, they gave us like the free food. And I was like, hold on, that's what was happening. <laughs> you didn't even realize what, you're like, you, you just thought it was good service. Yeah, I was like, I just thought the service was phenomenal. I thought this is like what every high class establishment is like. Because he had shown photos of us, like on photos of his dad's like cooking on his phone. He's like, yeah, this is like the type of stuff my dad makes. Like, a do you remember shop. his dad's name? I think it was it was something Alvarez. I can't remember his first name. I'm sure. You gotta know the important that. parts of the story, man. <laughs> I only learned his name like right at the end. All right. Because he was just like, oh, I'm named after my dad, and I was like, oh yeah, the same. Like, because we're both Hispanics. Like, yeah, used to that type of thing, but. I was just like, wait, so that's what happened? His dad like, pulled some strings, man. Because it's like, that's one of those that's one of those things you never think about, like knowing a guy that has like that kind of like pull where he can just be like, oh, let me call a guy to like set this up and I'm sure like we can make something happen. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool that you were able to like just stumble into that whole experience. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was just like, I was like, oh, cool. We found a place to get steak. You and got then the, it's like a whole other like behind that I didn't even know. You got the five-star treatment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then uh, you ended up uh, meeting up with us again in the morning. And we went and had, oh, so we uh, we bounced out early to go get in line for merch. Mm-hmm. You, I think you stayed back at Evan's place to finish like getting ready and stuff we waited for 45 minutes in line finally i got a shirt and a hat and a couple other things um i i guess it was worth it the quality honestly of the the merch is really good so i think it was worth it but we wanted to get through the merch line before brunch and then so we ended up uh all of us met up and we went to brunch over at the San Pedro market, which is like a big market with a bunch of restaurants inside of it. Mm-hmm. We got, I got a burrito. I got a California burrito, which for those who don't know, a California style burrito has French fries and avocado in it. <laughs> it's classic. It's good stuff. Uh, and we got, I got a couple bloody Mary's. James got a crepe. I did. That I crepe looked really good. Crepe. Was it worth it the was. wait? It was. I kind of felt bad for the workers, though, because when they were like, oh, it's going to be a long wait. And I'm just like, oh, I'm cool with that. So I'm just on my arms like, no, I was leaning forward on a thing, just like waiting. And I'm watching the wood table. Yeah. So I'm like watching them make these crepes. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure these guys are like super understaffed. Yeah. They have like two things to make crepes. So they can really only make like one crepe at a time because they have to. Like the savory crepes, they were cooking all the food stuff, like the filling on one of them and then making the actual crepe on the other one. So I was like, your capacity here really sucks. Like you should probably look into that. <laughs> I'm waiting for my crepe because I was like, this is the only sweet thing I've had so far. So I'm just waiting. And they were really nice about it. They're like, oh, do you, do you want like a bottle of water like for free because you were waiting so long? And I was like, look, I can already tell you guys are very like, rushed and understaffed right now i'm not trying to ruin your profit margin sure so just just give me the crepe and i'll be on my way 
Yeah, but that was that was pretty cool. So um, we hung out on the patio out there with uh, it was the Luck Charm, Gator Pete, Nerdy Nettie, and then just like a bunch of people from all of their different communities. Nerdy Nettie's uh, a friend of the Luck Charm. I think she's partnered. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, check her out. She's she's super cool. We just hung out, took some pictures, had some food, uh, and then we grabbed uh, some scooters, I think, right? We rode some scooters back to the con at that point, I think. All right, right after the brunch, me and Pete rode some scooters. Oh, yeah. You and Bollocks, I think you guys want to get more drinks or something, because you hung out like a few minutes after. Oh, that's right. I think we did, yeah. We might have, I, we might have gone back to the apartment or something. I don't, I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we had a good time. If I don't remember it, it was probably good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because me and Pete. Oh, I think we had, a, we got another round of Bloody Marys. I know mm-hmm. that. I th- or, yeah, I think we got another round of drinks or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because me and Pete, we rode back to the con because Nettie was actually doing a panel about oh, having right. a full-time job and being a full-time streamer. So I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll join you guys there. So me and Pete ride there. We get there in line, like just in time, the line was starting to form up. And he's like, oh, is there a bathroom around here? I'm like, oh, there's actually one like right next to the panel room. It's right over there. So I go to wait in line and it was confusing as fuck. Cause it's like door, door, door. And you expect the line to just be like in that space. The line to go into the panel that Nettie was in surrounded another line to enter a different panel oh weird so a bunch of people were entering like the pj sugar line when they wanted to go into i think hers was in the franker z room so the lines were like super weird okay i was waiting and then i see pete in the other line i'm just like pete pete and he looks at me and i'm like you're in the wrong line and he's like huh i was like it wraps around that one and he's just like so done with that and then he eventually gets in. I met Luck Charm in that line too. So we sat in the same spot for the panel. Pretty good panel. Yeah, I think we, Evan and I, I think we just kind of like hung out, uh, had some drinks. Just We were just taking it easy. And then uh, we eventually headed back to the con. That's when I met, uh, I ended up meeting Pay Money Wubby and mm-hmm. the only Ryan. Which is another uh, partnered streamer. And uh, I think we mobbed around the floor a little bit more. I didn't go to any more sessions. Oh, I remember. We went, we went, I ended up tweeting back and forth, like DMing with uh, Chris, Chris Clever. Mm-hmm. And so we eventually coordinated and we met up at the Capacabana. We had a few drinks. He was already pretty lit. He was pretty, <laughs> he was pretty tipsy by the time we got there. So we had a few drinks. Uh, talk to Chris Clever. He introduced us to a few other members of uh, Clever Nation. Traded cards. I met this girl who's really cool. She's a she's a database administrator, a DBA, which is like something like that's something I'm aspiring to. DBAs are not a glamorous job, but they make shit tons of money, dude. Like back end, like DBA. Ugh. So she like gave me a bunch of advice on like books to read and stuff like that. Like DBA start at six figures, so I'm like that's I'm I picked her brain for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met a girl. Yeah, from- I think that's uh, when you texted me. 
Yeah, yeah, we were hanging out over at the Capacabana. Oh, yeah, because I texted you because Chris wanted to meet you. Uh, he was like, wait, James is here? He's Because, like, you know, he, he came on the podcast and met both of mm-hmm. us. He's like, I, I want to meet James. So he, like, really wanted to meet you, but it just didn't work out, I guess. But Yeah. Because I, I hit you back. I was like, oh, I'm at the, like, the arena. And I was like, where are you guys? And then just never heard back yeah he was not he was with like a group so i he couldn't have really and that's like a that was a recurring theme with the con like there's so many things that you want to do personally but you also want to meet people and so it's really hard to like manage all of that because i'm like in line for a meetup you know i want to meet and greet with cobalt streak and then i'll get a dm from someone that's like hey i'm over here let's meet up and i'm like "Ah, i can't right now like Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's there's so much to do. You can't always be everywhere you want to be. So that's I I don't know. I think I'll probably plan out my time a little better if I were to do another TwitchCon. Just be yeah. like, I'm gonna be here at this time. I'm gonna be there at that time, and then like set that expectation for all of my like friends and viewers and all that stuff. So that like if people want to meet up, like this is when and where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, uh, it was really was hard the- to coordinate on the fly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially the service really sucked. Like, some people I was, like, trying to message through Discord, and they're like, and I'm like, all right, I sent them a message, wait, no response. I check it later, and it's like, oh, the message popped up now, and it's like, oh, I'm over here, but it's already too late. And then some people, I met, I got a photo with Boxbox, actually, at the arena. Yeah, and it was like, all right, if I'm going to get this photo with him, I got to go now. Because he was like, he just got off the stage. He had played a game, like at on the stage that everyone was watching. Yeah. And he walked in the front. And I was like, all right, this is probably the only time I'm gonna see him. But I just walked up there, like in front of all the people, like because like the entire audience was there. I'm like right in between the audience and the stage. That's where he was. Because there wasn't any like security guard or thing saying like, oh, you can't walk there. So I was just like, it's fair game. So I walk up and I'm just like. Box, and I, was, I walk up to him and I'm just like respectfully box box like can I get a photo with you if you're too busy like it's fine because he looked like he like was heading somewhere but he was like oh no it's cool so I got a quick photo with him nice other people showed up and I was like oh yeah you probably have to go because a lot of other partners appeared and whisked him away <laughs> yeah it's there's so much going on all the time like mm-hmm. even with the whole partner party thing like Everyone was trying to get into the partner party, and that shit was just crammed. A lot of people didn't even go. Like, Cobalt Streak was like, yeah, we didn't go. He was like, I just went... I, I He went somewhere else to play, like, Magic with his friends. Nice. So it's like, you know, it's just... Especially when it's sold out, and there's 3,000 partners now. Not that all of them went, but, like, there's just... It's kind of become saturated, so everyone's... At this point, it's just like everyone's kind of trying to do their own thing and meet their own friends and... It's hard to coordinate, but I think planning, 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 planning. If if next time I'll definitely have a little bit more structure. This time I di- I intentionally didn't want to like try and do anything. I I, me- I kind of went with the flow this time to get the lay of the land, to learn where everything was, kind of what to expect, what I want to do, what I don't want to do. But in the future, yeah, I think I, I kind of have an idea of what I want to accomplish if I do TwitchCon again. Mm-hmm. And then, like, talk to people beforehand. Be like, "All right, we can meet at this time. Like, if that's cool with you, have like some predetermined time stuff." Yeah, like the the idea of doing a brunch one day is a good idea. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Chris Clever and Nerdy Netty, unfortunately, both of their brunches were at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were both at like 11 a.m. on Sunday. So we ended up going to the Nerdy Netty, Luck Charm, Gator Pete. Like, we went and hung out with them. But I think that's a good idea to have like one day in time where you're like, we're going to be here at this time. This is the time to meet up if you want to. And then, so that was pretty much it. And then, you know, we uh, we ended up, after we did the whole convention stuff on Sunday, we went back to San Pedro Market, um, hung out some more over there. And then we met up with you. We went back, we did it right. We went back to the apartment so you could get your bags and send you on your way. I mean, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't leave till like later later the night. Yeah, but we so that like we went to San Pedro Market. We went to that little wine spot mm-hmm. in in San Pedro uh, Market. Vino, vino, vino. Yeah, and had a few more drinks, and then we had to bounce, take you back, so you could get your bags and send you off on your way. Mm-hmm. We said bye, James. And that then- Uber guy was pretty chill about it. He was just like. I know the exact procedure we need to do here. It's like, as soon as I end this, you need to hit that button to ask for one. And then it's going to pop up on here. I'm going to claim it immediately. Oh, that's right. The same guy. That guy was kind of an ass when we when he first picked us up. Like, he <laughs> he was kind of a smart aleck. But uh, the same guy that drove you to his apartment, he just waited. And then you ended up gra- you were able to grab the same guy again to take you to the airport. So that was nice that you didn't have to wait for the second Uber. Mm-hmm. That that was Although, cool. I was expecting like a lot of like lines and stuff there, but as soon as I got there, I was like, "This place is empty." Oh really? I didn't really. I didn't really need like the full like hour and a half that I had. So what'd you do? You just chilled and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had brought my laptop. Because so I was like, "All right, if I have free time and I'm just like chilling like at the place, then I can like use it." So I just pulled it out there. I started doing some spire runs. Oh, he's a true gamer, man. He's like, I got some free time. It's time to play some spire. Mm -hmm. I figured when I was waiting at the airport here, I was like, well, I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for the plane. Might as well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I figured you would have done like some social media stuff since you had some downtime, Mm -hmm. like post some pictures and whatnot. Yeah, I did that mostly on Monday when I got back. And I was, and looking through my photos, I was like, I wish I took more. Yeah, like, me not too. Even of like things, but just the people I was hanging out with. Because in the moment, you're just like, oh, it's you from Twitch, and it's like, oh, it's like I chat with you like an, an X person's like chat all the time. And then like in the moment, you're like having a great time, and then after the fact, you're like, ah, oh, I, I should have got a photo with them. Yep. Well, did you see? Uh, I, I posted in the Discord. I, I I made a shared Google Drive. So Evan and I have uploaded some pictures there. You should upload yours too and check out. I took a whole bunch, so mm-hmm. we can all share our pictures there. Yeah, I have a few. But uh, that was it. And then after you left, um, we ended up meeting up with Luck Charm and Gator Pete one more time. They were like, "Hey, let's go do karaoke." They were supposed to meet him at a bar to do karaoke. We showed up at the bar, and they weren't there. They were next door at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> eating food. So we ended up ordering food. Then we went back to the bar, had a few more drinks, 
uh, played some darts and they had karaoke at this bar, but it was super lame. There was like there was like four people there, and it was you could tell it was the same four people that go to the same karaoke like every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, yeah, we're not gonna jump into that. And there, but there was another karaoke place across the street, but it was really expensive. It's one of those ones where you get your own like private booth. Mm-hmm. So we're like, ah, nah, we're not gonna do that. So we ended up just calling it a night. But darts was fun. I almost won. Evan came back at the end and won, but uh, it was it was pretty cool. We just hung out, had some drinks, played darts, and called it a night. And then I woke up in the morning, got in my car, and drove back to the Central Valley. And that was Twitch for me. It was, it was a good time. It was. It was a really good time. I'm really glad I went. It was awesome. I still, like I said, I still have a stack of business cards that I need to go through and, like, Check out their channels and uh, and you know throw out some follows and some Twitter stuff. And I haven't posted any pictures on Twitter or anything. I, I, oh, show- I put a couple. I I did a whole like I went through all my pictures on uh, stream last night. I did like a whole slideshow on stream. So check out that VOD if you want to see uh, all my pictures from TwitchCon. I'll probably post them somewhere eventually. Maybe I'll make a little YouTube collage or something. Mm-hmm. Put a couple in Discord. Yeah, I did put a few in Discord as well. And then I showed off all my swag last night on stream too. Yeah, because I, I was looking through Twitter and it's like people have they like laid out all the business cards they had. And I was like... <laughs> That's a lot of people you met. Like, I have a few, like a 10, at least 10. So I'm going to check them out. But uh, it's like I wish I met more people, but not enough time. Well, that's the thing. I met a lot of people, but I was really trying to, like, I don't know. I was really trying to be in the moment. I didn't want to make it too much about, like, content and networking and all that stuff. I really just wanted to enjoy the company and enjoy being there and stuff. Like I said, I did the douchey, like, throw out business cards to certain people and stuff. But for the most part, I I, I really just wanted to experience the con. Mm-hmm. In, f- in future years, I can be a little more strategic. But this is the first time I've ever gone to, a like, a convention. I've been to business conventions, but I've never been to, like, a – PAX or TwitchCon or BlizzCon. I've never done any entertainment-centric convention before, so I really just wanted to have the convention experience without having to worry about all of the, like... You could tell some people were there to do nothing but network. Like, they're literally walking around just like... When I was in the merch line, there was someone standing at the front of the merch line just handing out business cards to everyone in line. I'm like, that that's work. That's not fun to me. Like, I'm here to have fun and experience the whole thing and i don't know so mm-hmm. ma- you know maybe i'll be a little more business centric or aggressive in the future but i really just wanted to enjoy myself and i think yeah. i think i accomplished that that was my main goal mm-hmm. yeah because i met a few people that they like asked me like oh do you have a business card and i was like i feel like i should have brought like or like had some made but it's like i mean i'll take yours i'll check you out but don't feel like you have to come and like see me now Right. Yeah. No, it was Just good. Making those connections was enough for me. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I I hope they keep it in California. Personally, I mean, if they add another one, maybe on the East Coast. But like, 
I liked how close it was for me. <laughs> I know that's mm-hmm. super selfish, but I, it was cool that I could just drive a few hours and crash with a buddy and be able to to go. So, any uh, anything else? Did we? Did we? I, I feel like we covered it. I feel like we did a pretty good job. We covered all of the. Yeah, that was the entire three and a half days. Yeah. So thank you guys for for sharing this experience with us out there. Um, this podcast will go up on Friday everywhere else. And we will get back on track. I know the last couple podcasts has just been me and James. We're gonna we'll be reaching out to some people, getting some more guests on the show. Uh, with this whole Twitch thing, it's just been crazy like trying to mm-hmm. stay on top of everything. Uh, that's when you pull out those business cards it's like hey uh, <laughs> I touch base with you at twitchcon we exchange business cards and you know i do a podcast i was like since we met that one time i was like hey would you want to come on yeah hey day nine we're friends now right i met you <laughs> and i gave you a business card you're gonna be on my podcast next week well what's the worst you can do say no yeah <laughs> someday someday i'm gonna get those big daddies on here uh, but yeah, no, that, that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get it. We're going to get things going. We're going to get some guests lined up again. TwitchCon is always a bump in the road for a lot of streamers. I know, uh, Cobalt Streak was, t- was saying that, uh, I finally had a pork bun. That's true. I can't believe I forgot. We went to the food court and, uh, we bought some pork buns and Bollocks took pictures. I'll make sure I post those pictures. So I can I can honestly say that uh, I look like I need a pork bun. <laughs> you look like you could use a pork bun. So it happened, and Bollocks documented it. Thankfully, I didn't even think about it. I was eating the pork bun, and Bollocks was like secretly like ninja taking pictures of me. And he's like, "How could you not think to take pictures of you eating a pork bun?" And I was like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess that makes sense." But uh, yeah, I uh. I'm excited to get things back on track. And what I was saying is Cobalt was like, he came back from TwitchCon and he's like, okay, cool. We're down 400 subs. It's like, like a lot of, it's true of a lot of streamers. They're always worried about like taking time off to do this type of stuff. Cause you know, every day you're not streaming, you know, that's their. That's full- someone not renewing their sub. Right. That's a full time. It's a full time job for them. That's what they do for a living. So. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things people always forget to leave out when they talk about how glamorous the streamer life is. It's like you take a day off for yourself. Yep. And suddenly you're down like yep, that entire month. So we'll get it back. We'll get things going again. Thank you guys for being here. It's been a really fun weekend, and I'm glad that I was able to share some of it with you guys. Hopefully next year we'll see a lot of you guys there. I wanna. We'll have a. We'll have a mini Jimmy Con, a mini Hit the Bucket Con. We'll. We'll. We'll have our own meetup. If you guys all mm-hmm. show up, we'll. We'll all go. Uh, we'll all go have dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a. Uh, Beta Dwarf said they're gonna be at the next TwitchCon. So I was Ooh. like, you can touch base with all the Minion Master community people there. Ooh, Bucket like, Con. Yeah, we're gonna bucket con is a thing. We're gonna we're gonna I'm start just, our. I'm gonna see if I can twist that to my advantage. I'll be like, oh, so Beta Dwarf, uh, you're, you're going to TwitchCon, right? Well, how would you want uh, a Twitch ambassador to like you know represent you? All you have to do is you know pay for my hotel. <laughs> you got whatever you want for three days. Yep. 
Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's leverage Beta Dwarf. Let's leverage Hit the Bucket. Or we'll we'll just start our own thing, man. We'll start our empire. <laughs> you bring a bucket at the door, you get in for free. Nice. <laughs> Especially if it has something fluffy in it. All right, guys. Have a good night.